Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now please find yourself a seat at their table. Hey everyone, this is Mike. I'm PJ. This is episode 10. Um, Today we'll be talking about our favorite video games of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, PJ, we're really going to focus on our favorites, not so much on the Sonics, on the Marios. Those are great. You know, but but we all know how great those are. They've existed forever, and they're still coming out with new games. But we want to focus on the uh, not so much, uh, you know, forgotten video games or anything like that. I think they're all well known and popular, but just not the biggest ones. Just the, they get enough attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we're excited to do our favorites. But before we do that, I just briefly want to tell you guys about my experience at the recent Blink One Eighty Two concert and some other music news I think are just really relevant. Um, just real quick. So, I'm going to start with a childhood memory. Okay. okay. So, um, you know, I've been in bands my whole life. You know, my first band, uh, we were called The Other World, and we were a garage band, you know? This is like real garage band, folks. I know most of our listeners are probably grew up, you know, in, you know, probably in the 80s, mid-80s, and, but, um, yeah, I remember always doing band practice in a garage. Now, when people say garage band, they think of the app. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, anyway, when I saw Blink on stage... I never saw them in person, and I always liked them, and I kind of regret not seeing them beforehand, uh, before Tom left in 2015. Right. And, um, you know, my brother's a big fan. My brother's a drummer. You know, I play guitar. But uh, just seeing them on stage, really remember, like, damn, man, I miss being in a band, and I just miss, and they even said, like, yo, we were, you know, a garage band from California, and I was just like, yo, I know that feeling, man. It's such a, and I feel like a lot of kids today, I'm not saying maybe there are garage bands, maybe, you know, kids... You know, I don't know. It seems we're living in such a different world now. We're seeing apps, and I feel like well, they meet each other maybe in band in school, which is, you know, lots of times you meet people, but I feel like they're not jamming in someone's garage at their parents' house. Or Well, I almost feel like know. the music today that kids listen to don't doesn't translate to being a band anymore. It's all mm-hmm. very electronic type of music, and I think that's why you don't see as many kids practice in the band because it's it's not rock music anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. And lots of, especially that kind of music, it's like you got to have that chemistry, that synergy in person so um and actually some rando fact about me folks so if you ever hear our intro song in the beginning and our outro song that's actually my uh original band we were called tomorrow's fire uh you can still go to was it tomorrowsfire.com yeah or you search us on youtube but um i just took out pj and i took out the vocals so you actually hear the instrumental but you know if you're into a, like a perfect circle those kind of bands you might you might dig it um but anyway yeah i saw blink um, so folks, I didn't realize that Blink, I knew they were touring, you know, Tom came back, everyone was losing their mind, you know, Mark got diagnosed with cancer maybe like a couple of years ago, two, three years ago, he had, um, stage four cancer, uh, I think lymphoma, so, um. Didn't one of them crash on a plane or something like Yeah, that? Travis, yeah, the That's drummer, right. like years ago, yeah. maybe 15, maybe close to 20 years ago, um, you know, he got in this, I mean, a lot of tragic stuff going on, you know, and, um, in that band, a lot of crazy history, um, well now Travis has a new headache um i mean he's madly in love with her courtney kardashian is he really yeah Oof. you know what it's so thinking? funny because like he's like kind of like the quiet member in the band yet he's dating probably like the loudest the person family. in the world yeah <laughs> you know i know she's probably the more subdued one of that and family. it was it was courtney you said yeah of the original three kardashians um i think she's my favorite yeah she's I, the most i think she's yeah. the most naturally pretty i think so know? too like, I don't think, you know um 
But yeah, I saw them at UBS Arena, the new Honors Arena. Um, Beautiful arena, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. State of the art. It's right next to the uh, racetrack. So, yeah. so folks who are not familiar with New York and Long Island, um, when you think about the Belmont Stakes, that's right next to that uh, that horse track. It's like right next door to it. Um, but yeah, so I didn't realize they were touring now. I thought they were touring for some reason. I thought they were coming in the fall of this year. And maybe they get their new album comes in the fall. That's how I got mixed up. I was actually at a communion. My friend Callum comes up to me, my brother. He goes, oh, you guys see Blink last night? We're like, what? Like, we're like, no, 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 what do you mean? I thought they were coming to the floor. He's like, no, they just played the Garden, Madison Square Garden. They're playing at UBS tonight. So long story short, my brother, myself, and my fiance got tickets. They got them off StubHub. And I only bring that up because when I got them for pretty really, I got really good seats. They're like basically on the, not on the floor, but like the level above that. Right. You know, stage left. Um, I got them for $180. It was $2 short from the 182, which would have been <laughs> kind of crazy. But uh, anyway, when I clicked it, actually re- redirected me to Ticketmaster. So I guess and there were resale. Probably a, a verified resale but, um, Ticketmaster, yeah. Uh, it was kind of, um, was next, I don't know if they own StubHub, but um, I guess they partnered with them or something. But anyway, it was a great show. Um, just seeing them kind of just, they came out to Anthem Part 2, which is from their album Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yep. and. You know, they're just like a power trio. You know, there wasn't like a you know an extra guitar player to add beef or a piano player or anything. I mean, they had like I think they played to a track like mm-hmm. look, not lip syncing. I'm talking about like maybe piano track. They played Miss right. You or okay, you know, just to give it something. You know, like a sequencer, which is actually more difficult because you're kind of married to it. You can't, you know, if you come in the wrong time, that thing's still playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, time is not be perfect. Yeah, you got to. It's like jumping on a train track. But um, but yeah, just really good set. They were full force. Um, they played the hits mostly. Or? Yeah, most mainly all the hits. Okay. Yep. Yeah. From they played about um, something like they played, you know, probably Dude Ranch. They played okay. Gammon at the end. Okay. But um, yeah, they played all the hits. Honestly, they played all the hits. They What's your favorite song. album from there? Just out of curiosity. Probably Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. That was the. That's the one that has like, um, you know, Miss You. Okay. It has, uh, um, that was the Andrew one Part after two. Enema of the State. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I I think I lean towards Dude Ranch because it was the first album of theirs that I ever really mm-hmm. listened to. So I think nostalgia. I lean yeah. towards Dude Ranch. But mm-hmm. they're all those first few are really good. I think after Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, they kind of yeah. I mean, yeah, my, struggled a little bit, or at least I lost interest in yeah, them. Yeah, they had the self title that has that like their hit song. Like, yeah. I'm feeling this. They played that one. Okay. And like I don't really know their catalog as well as my brother, you know, but. They play something for every album, which I always enjoy when bands do that, you know. Um, they even played the funny songs, like, uh, um, you know, I don't even, so much profanity in it, but the, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, shit, piss, you know. Right, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> They played that, they played it's Christmas Eve, and I okay. only rap too fucking, you know, they yeah. did all the funny ones. Okay. Um, and it was just great to see their chemistry, especially, you know, um, I think Tom originally left maybe for creative differences, he wanted to be kind of act like he's 15 anymore but they were kind of back in full force and they did kind of basically their skits in the you know between songs right. like tom was going yeah i was in the middle of colorado uh and i thought it was bigfoot it ended up being mark <laughs> and mark goes oh you look thirsty so he put his penis in my mouth you know like all that kind of <laughs> right, like right. teenage type jokes and it was really great well it's um, good to see that they haven't lost that yeah, and that they're and not they, a different like band or a different yeah, vibe personality they kept the yeah. they kept their strict going their stick going um i just want to mention i like the really of the uh the um um you know stage you know production they had like a cool screen behind them at one point they had like an inflatable 
ambulance. Okay. And that when they had the screen like kind of like those old school movie things with the right, screen, right. the backs moving in the car. I forgot which song it was, but um, that was really cool. They had a giant inflatable rabbit, like their logo. Okay. The carrot. Um, at one point, Travis gets lifted up. You know, on cables, you know, and the, he's playing in, you know... Basically. So a lot of production went on then. Yeah, okay. it was really great. It wasn't and just them standing on the stage. There was stuff No, happened. they were running okay. around. They were funny. And, um, you know, Mark had a moment. He was like, you know, I was diagnosed with cancer. And then they played Adam's song. So I was actually a little emotional. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. They've always been a, a very high-energy, entertaining band to, to listen to. I, I like their music. That's not usually my type of music. I'm usually more, much more into hardcore metal kind of stuff than yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. But you know, when their songs would come on on the radio, I would leave it on because they're entertaining yeah. and they're good. They're well written songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if a lot of these kind of bands don't get credit. I don't think for how well written those songs are. But some mm-hmm. of the the lyrics and words to their songs are very yeah. emotional and very deep. It's just kind of camouflaged by the upbeat nature of the music itself. Yeah. But if you pull apart their their lyrics and everything, you'll you'll see that that's a deep band. Yeah. I don't. Like, I'm not the biggest punk fan. Like, I like Green Day and, right. you know, um, like the Offspring, Offspring Smash album. You know, that was it. Punk could get very stale very quickly. Right. You know, because it's very basic and what it is. But I feel like They bands all kind of like, sound the same, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like bands like Green Day and Blink, there's a reason why they're in that other status. Because right. it's just not like these four chord, you know, button, 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 button. Like, turns right. like a drum they, uh, They're bigger than that. Like, they're better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. But it was just really great. Um... I just want to briefly just mention the opening band. I didn't love them, but I just felt, you know, me being in a band, it seems like I think it's cool to just get that opportunity to recall Turnstile. They remind me of Jane's Addiction, a little bit of Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I like Rage, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every song kind of sounded alike, but, uh, you know, they, they were good running around. If you're in that kind of style of music, I think you might be into it. Um, also, I don't, this might be a dirty thing to say or an un, appropriate thing, but they kind of sound like Lost Prophets, obviously with... You know about the singer, you know? No, what happened there? Oh, he's like a pedophile. Is he really? Yo, it's like... I didn't hear that. Yeah, yeah. He went, he's in prison right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um... Well, look, I like their first album. Yeah, and uh, he's like... That guy's a real... You know, well, a people, real bad guy. People want, like, the guys from Nickelback dead. Like, you... People should want the lead singer of Lost Prophets dead. That just, guy is a... Just real quick. Real since you've mentioned Nickelback and people wanting them... Can we stop hating them? I know. There's no reason for I'm it. I'm going to see them this year. They're oh, touring and I'm speech. going to that show. I don't know why everyone hates them. They're not bad. I think it's just one of those things that, like... It's like a bullying thing. Like, it really you bully is. one guy and almost everyone kind of just does this, like, for the fun thing. But it's totally on... I'm not saying they're the greatest rock band of all time. But it's unfounded. Hey, they're not that bad a band. They're really no, not. They're, they're good musicians. They really are. They're, they play tight. You know, they write their own shit. You know, it, dude has you know. A, a unique voice. You could listen to them and you know immediately who it is. They have their yeah. own sound. I don't know why everyone hates them. Let's stop hating on Nickelback and start hating on pedophiles. That's yeah. that's. <laughs> if we've learned right. anything today, kids, today we're going to learn to stop hating Nickelback and start hating pedophiles. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree, PJ. Um, but speaking of, because. You know, shortly before recording, PJ was talking about like how you replace a member. So um, they had um, um, Mike Skiba. Was it Mike Skiba? I think it was Mike Matt Skiba. Might have been Matt. Oh, Skiba. Matt, okay, Matt Skiba. Whoops, uh, that's a guy from uh, Silver Sun Pickups or some shit. Something like that. Anyway, he filled in. He took Tom's place when they broke up. You know, or he left the band. Now he had to obviously exit it. They maybe, I don't right. know if they fired him. They probably just asked him to leave. I'm sure they're still friends. Blah blah blah. But segues because I just want to talk about the the new touring drummer, the Foo Fighters. It's Josh Freese. I love this drummer. He's one of my favorite drummers. He's known for being a session drummer, you know. But he's he's, I mean, he's drummed for everybody. He's drummed for Nine Inch Nails. 
a perfect circle. I love his work in that. He, he toured for Sting, no doubt at one point. And just just to tell you, like, just the bad the amount of like his vast catalog. He's recorded with uh, Meredith Brooks that song "Bitch." Yep. Okay. <laughs> that was like our biggest hit. Michael her, B- I think that's her only hit. Yep. Her yeah. <laughs> Michael Buble. Really? Yeah. He's I like Buble. For, yep. Evanescence, uh, like okay. that hit album. He played drums on some of the tracks. Avril Lavigne. So he's wow. a very accomplished. Um, he's got some resume. Yes, and he was very good friends with Taylor Hawkins, and I think he's the perfect uh, drummer to tour with them. I don't think he's gonna be a permanent member. I okay. think he's just there to tour. And I think their new album, Foo Fighters, gonna put out is Grohl playing drums. Okay. I love how Dave Grohl plays drums. Back to drums for him, huh? Yeah, yeah. For just him. recording. Just recording. Okay. Not touring. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Every tour they have a different drummer, honestly. Right. You might record the drums, Dave, and then someone else. Okay. Unless they find a guy they really click with. And then lastly, real folks, um, is with Tina Turner. I know she's not really from our era. We were probably born when she got big as a solo artist. But I remember just my dad playing all her records and my sister. And I just feel like, you know, she's probably one of the last real rocker chicks. You know, you know, I know we see her as a pop singer and she's... I think in the beginning when she first kind of became a solo artist, she's like, look, I'm not really a pop singer, you know, but she made it her own, clearly, and I think the things I just want to kind of point out with her is, uh, you know, she didn't break out, you know, obviously she had domestic violence with Ike Turner, and then when she went solo, she was in her 40s, which is kind of late in the game of any yeah. performer, especially yeah. with women, because they want you when you're hot and you're smoking when you're right. really young, so for her to do that was huge, and when she left her husband... Um, and I'm reading this from the the New York Post. I knew this already, but they they wrote it really well. So they, when she left her husband, she was and this is 1976. She was basically poor. She had no money. Basically, this guy was so controlling. Um, but when she filed for divorce, she renounced any taking any money or any property from him. Mm. She left it all. Right. She, obviously, she's trying to leave, get rid of right. all kind of. She doesn't want any ties. I don't smart. But the one thing she asked to retain was her stage name. Her real name isn't Tina Turner. It's right. like anim- anime uh, Bullock, I believe. Um, but yeah, she blossoms, obviously, clearly into this mega superstar. and One of the biggest stars probably of all time in music. Mm-hmm. And she retired like in the early 2000s. You know, she was in her 60s. She died at 83. But um, I actually thought she had already died because I hadn't heard about her <laughs> yeah. in forever. She was in Switzerland. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, she is just a, such a classic rocker. And if you want to see her at her best, um, just at her coolest. Um, check out, go on YouTube, search um, like Divas Live. She actually plays at the Beacon Theater in New York City. She opens up with uh, Simply the Best. But they had this great entrance where she comes out of a limo and they have a camera following. They're playing the, the Benetton, you know? And right. you just see her walking with a nice long legs. <laughs> the crowd's going nuts. She's walking down the mountain. Then she just goes on the mic and that's it. Hmm. There's no backup dancers. Right. None of just that. Her. I mean, she had that in her shows, but she never was never like so married to it like a Britney Spears. I'm not knocking them, but like she doesn't need any of that. She's just well, because she was good enough and a big enough star where she commanded the presence yeah. she needed on the stage on her yeah. own. Yeah. So, folks, I gave we were talking about video games. I gave PJ a bit of homework, and I asked him, and this pertains to our video games, um, to listen to this song "Goldeneye" by Tina Turner, which was actually the theme song for the movie "Goldeneye." Right. So, PJ. What did you think of the song Goldeneye? I it's a great look. It's a great song, and I've heard it. I didn't really haven't heard it in forever. I remember hearing it when the movie came out. One of my favorite Bond movies. So oh was, yeah, one of the best Bond. Right. So it's something that I've heard often over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listened to it a couple of times because that was my homework assignment. So now it's going to be stuck in my head probably for weeks. 
Um, but it's a great song. It's a great song. It's got a cool vibe. So, oh my God, uh, PJ, so, PJ, just like a James Bond villain, okay. fell right into my trap. Right into the trap. Okay. Do you know who wrote the song Goldeneye? Do I know who wrote the song <laughs> Goldeneye? I have no idea who wrote the song Goldeneye. PJ might melt like the guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when he hears this. Okay. Because he said it's a great song and he enjoyed it. Bono. No! The guy, no! <laughs> you two wrote that song and they no! gave it to Tina Turner. <laughs> I'm so mad. <laughs> fell into my diabolical It's such a trap. good song. But, okay, hold on. It's still a good song. However, they don't perform it, so I don't have to right, hear their right. voice or their, them being the musicians. <laughs> and so I can still hate them and say they wrote one good song. Okay? Right, right. Fine. You and your diabolical scheme. I hate you two, and this does not change that I hate them and that I hate Bono. Uh, but, no, but for real, it is a really good song. And the way she sounds on it, it's just... It's almost very bluesy, very smoky sound yeah. to it. It's such a cool vibe on that song, and, and it's I, really one of the best. Yeah, and I just love the uh, James Bond intros. And, yeah, you know, most of them are really good songs, and just I like I always you guys before I listened, I probably used to me always saying I really love intros and opening yeah. credits. I really think that helps set the stage for a film. The uh, the opening for a Bond movie when he walks through like the gun barrel and then he yeah, turns yeah, and yeah. he shoots and he points. It's great. It's always one of the. It's such a great opening for those movies and. Man, I can't believe I have to like you two for one song now. Mad. I'm mad about it, but I'll I'll, I'll get over it. Golden Eye. So. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It, it reminds me almost, if you listen to that, you ever watch Shark Tank? Yeah, yeah, It yeah. kind of has the beginning of Shark Tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it kind of has that vibe to that. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you two. Anyway. Anyway, here comes to what you guys came for is us talking about video games, and I think Pete is going to start off with Goldeneye. Uh, well, you know, I'm not usually a big first person shooter game person, but I think it was 97 uh, on the Nintendo 64 that Goldeneye came out, and I, like I said, I had liked the movie. I think the movie came out in 95 or 96, and then the, the game came out like the year after. And because I like the movie and I like the James Bond franchise, even as a kid, I always watched those James Bond movies. So I wanted to get the game and play the game. And it it follows the course of the movie. It's the same kind of plot. You know, I think it starts off with a level in Russia and, you know, you have all the the cool gadgets and stuff in the game. Mm -hmm. It's such a great game to play with other people. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just a fun, fun game. The... Look, the graphics are blocky in the Nintendo 64 graphics, right? But you look I think past they, them. I think they still hold up. I, I can play that still, game today. I think it's, they're still charming. Usually yeah. I feel like the, the, the that era N64 places, a yeah. lot of those 3D games don't really have an age well in terms of graphics. No, they but just... But I think that game still has a, there's a charm to it still. There really is. It's, uh, the, it's, not, the, no, it's not muddy. It's pretty clear. No, it's clear. It it's is. crisp. I don't it's, care about the blocks. If it's long as it's clear, not muddy. Yeah, I, I like that know? game. I think we must have played that game a ton when we were kids. Oh we God. had to have. I think that really blossomed the multiplayer. Yeah. Thing. That's like one of those games that made multiplayer. I remember the split like screen a, on it and yep. always following the wrong one because, of you know, that was like, a, oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong screen. That you get transformed shot, yeah. that whole industry. Is that game? I think yeah. anyway, like I, home console, yeah. four player. That was a great fun game. And I think you had like 20 or 30 different options for like weapons. You could throw knives. You had a gun. Yep. I think you had like an electric shock watch or something like that yep. in there. Mm-hmm. So you had like all that. You had the villains and things. And there were other first-person shooter games that came out in that in that time period that really stick out to me. Like Time Splitters on PlayStation was another right. big first-person shooter. 
but it didn't have the name James Bond behind it. Didn't have the franchise to to make it as popular. So I, I mean, the song is in the game. Yeah, everything so, about that game just everything. Bangs, it man. Cl- everything about it clicks. I think it's a classic, classic Nintendo sixty four game, a classic first person shooter game, and I'm a, I just love it. I mean, if if they remade it today and they put it out, I would play it again. They they have they put it. It's on uh, Xbox and it's is on, it? um on Switch. I'm pretty sure they re- released. I didn't it. realize that. I have and a Switch. I think I Nintendo, to get it. they have more of an exclusive deal where you could play multiplayer online. Okay. Where what's this, uh, Xbox is only local. Okay. But it's pretty much they just ported it. You know, I didn't realize that. It. I'm gonna have yeah. to uh, look into it and get it. I have a Switch. Mm-hmm. I love that game. So that's. On my uh, favorite video game list, that's my first pick for today is going to be Goldeneye for Nintendo 64. Yeah, and a common thread I'm going to when I talk about my favorite games is something I really miss in video games and don't really do anymore, and they did it in Goldeneye is cheat codes. Yes, I miss like big head mode, yeah, paintball gun yeah. mode. Yeah, like now you have to either download it for an extra five dollars yeah. or it's like, and they're like they're not. It's like video games were silly back then. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know now it's like now everything is I don't know takes the fun out of it. Like that's how you used to get the big deal. Like oh let me find the code and, and then you get, get like the, a giant gun or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Game Pro. You get yeah. you know electronic gaming monthly or a Nintendo Power or the beginning of the internet. You know just searching up the codes. But that was fun. I kind of missed that kind of wacky kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But uh, my first choice for one of my favorite games. I think this came out like. Maybe 98, 99. I could be wrong. But I think this game still holds up. I think it's lovely. Um, Roller Coaster Tycoon. That is a fun game. I love this game. Everything about this. When this game came out, I was like, um, I was like, wow, I got to get that game. Because I love music parts. We talked about this on our show already. Like, you know, I love Universal, Disney, you know, Bush Gardens, all that kind of stuff. You know, locals around here in Long Island and Adventureland. You know, um, everything about that game was great. You know, I mean, of course you have objectives, like, you can try to beat the game legitimately where you have to get a certain park rating and, right. you know, have so many rides and blah, 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 but you could just not do that. And, and just have a park. Yeah, make your own yeah. park, make it all these wacky rides and, um... So what I used to do in that game, there were two things I would do all the time. Mm-hmm. One, I would make a super fast roller coaster, but I wouldn't finish the track and everyone fly to their death. Just, yep. And the second explode. thing I would do is trap people on little islands where they couldn't get out and they'd all poop on the floor. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah. or you'd drown them all. You'd yeah, you drown them all. Yeah, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. I used to drown you, so you used to hire, like, costume workers. Okay. You know, like, they'd be, like, in a panda suit, right. like, the entertainers, and you could kill them. But <laughs> but that was so great about that game. You could do anything you want. You could, um, like, design the park, you know, make a death camp, PJ's death camp. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to PJ's death camp, you know. And um, I think certain games, like, graphically still, like, look, always look good. Like, I'm not sure what this is considered, 32-bit. I'm not sure what this is. Right. But it still looks good today. Roller Coaster 1, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. I think after that, they kind of changed it to Planet Coaster. Yeah, they did all sorts of weird stuff. But the original two still hold up. They still look right. They still made, I think they still have the online community with it. And I think certain graphics, particularly the 8-bit and 16-bit era, like the Super Nintendo, those graphics always look good. They're, they're just never – they just they never really age. age. Yeah. They just look – always look good. Um, and I just recommend uh, people still check out Roller Coaster Tycoon. And they had cheats. And some of them were like if you type in the name of the – you can actually name the guests. So if you name it um, designer of the game who made it by himself, his name was Chris Sawyer. You type the name, the rename the character, one of the guests as Chris Sawyer. He would go around and take pictures. Hmm. I think you put someone else like as Van Gogh. They took out a like a portrait. They started painting. Um, you change some other guy's name. He would spend more money than he needed to or something. Right. You know all those kind of wacky stuff. And um, 
That was a yeah. fun game. Great game. Mm-hmm. PJ, what's your uh, next choice? So I put on here for my next choice uh, a side-scroller. Oh. Because uh, I think so, nowadays you play a video game, there's no scrolling. It's like it's just the, the world is so vast. You're exploring every little corner. Mm-hmm. But those old school, like you can only go left and right yep. kind of games, there's something about those that hold up really well. Um, and they had so many great themes mm-hmm. for those. But the, the game I chose uh, is Turtles in Time. Oh, I, I love the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to play as Raph. He's my favorite Ninja Turtles, Raphael. Um, and then Mike, I know that. Raph is my favorite because he's always the angry one. Mm-hmm. And then Michelangelo is my second favorite because he was always the funny one. Um, so those are the two I would like to play as. I just think those games are fun. You're fighting like the Foot Clan, you know. You beat em ups are always beat em ups. Like th- mm-hmm. it's button mashing. You know, there's no skill involved in that. Yeah. Just mash the buttons and kill the people and keep walking, right? Yeah, and it's a great game to play with other people. Right, you know, like it's just fun. It's like a party game, you know. Like yeah, sit on the couch sit around and just, and just do that and get not your think. Doritos, Pepsi out, and yeah, go to town. <laughs> uh, and I and again, you get a you get a good franchise out of it because you have the Ninja Turtles, so it's already like you're familiar with the with the characters. There's no real story you have to pay attention to. You're you're just fighting the bad guys through time and mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles, and I just think that those are fun games. I love those those side scrolling ma- button mashing type of games. I think there might have been some cheat codes for that, although I couldn't remember them uh, offhand. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just think those are the kind of games that are missing now. It's not in, they're too involved now, and yeah. it's like you need a degree to play the game. Yeah, too you many can, tutorials, man. It's like, just so much. Those games are kind of like self taught. They came in a manual, but used the manual just kind of gave like, you you know basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and. Ninja Turtles, man, you can't you can't beat exactly. it. So that that's my second pick, Ninja Turtle Turtles of Time. Oh, just real quick with Ninja Turtles, I actually had them on my list, so I won't go too deep. But I love Manhattan Project. It was for regular yep. Nintendo. My mm-hmm. brother and I used to play that game, um, and I just got the new beat 'em up for Ninja Turtles called Shredder's Revenge. Yes, and I got I actually got the hard copy, okay. and it comes with like stickers. It even comes with a free coupon from. Domino's to get a free pizza. Oh wow! I haven't used it yet, and it's a it's a really great game. It's a short game. It's only about six hours long. Yeah. So you probably beat it like in a day if you want. And it's to. the same kind of thing, right? It's like a side yeah, scroll. Yeah. And you can be now Casey Jones. Oh really? Splinter and April. Oh wow! And my best uh, guy is actually April, and um, probably Michelangelo. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Because yeah, they're fast. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, in that game, but they're all really the good. out. Yeah. But um, my uh, other favorite game, and this came in the '80s. I think this is a perfect. I think this is the perfect video game. Okay, Tetris. That is I a mean, great game. <laughs> I Can't know. Beat it. I don't know. Like that might be kind of underwhelming, but I think this game is just. Uh, you know, it came. I think people might know the story, but you know, it got, it got paired with Game Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, when they were, and then, then now they have you know a movie about it, and um, there's a great um, documentary called Ecstasy of Order that kind of talks about you know the video game yep. uh, Nintendo championships and this guy named Thor who came with a world record but it's just amazing how people get mad I have it on game. my phone Tetris they have an app now and I play it on my phone all the time it just never gets old no it really you know? doesn't and when they were making I mean they were going to release it's still the most frustrating game of all time oh yeah 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 um, but it's just one of those games that just you know I remember just playing on Game Boy whether, whether it was taking a shit playing Game Boy or yep. <laughs> in my parents car driving somewhere um, it's just a lovely video game it's just it's still awesome. I know they try to redo it now. They add like Tetris Spear and all these. I don't other, need any of that. Cool, I just but, want but regular everyone Tetris. knows regular Tetris. You basically yeah. go two on, you know, one v one. You know, um, it's just great. You add other shit. You know, you mm-hmm. have to pile on the other side. And um, and the last thing with the Game Boy is like when they were gonna release Game Boy. I think uh, it got like I said, got paired. I think they were originally gonna pair with, like Super Mario Land, but the guy who was selling uh, you know. 
the game to them. Says right. if you sell your Game Boy with Super Mario, you're gonna sell it to you know kids. But if you sell it with Tetris, you could sell it to everybody. everybody. And wow, what a great marketing! It's uh, such a classic. So I love Tetris. Okay. So good. Mm-hmm. Peter, what's your next choice? Um, I have for my next choice a fighting game. Oh, okay. I actually uh, have fighting games on my. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did not pick. The Mortal Kombat's of the world, because like we said earlier, yeah, those are trying... those games. We know how great they are, so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't bother with that. I picked Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It combines, you know, two different types of characters, like your video game mm-hmm. characters that you're familiar with from your regular fighting games, and Marvel comics. And you know, I'm a big comic book fan, so I always liked the idea of that. I always played as Gambit. Is one of my favorites. Mm. I like the idea that it had the like the tag team aspect where you could switch out. I was gonna say, was that the first video fighting video that we kind of like had like a tag? I think it was. I don't remember it from before Mm -hmm. from any games before then. They definitely perfected it. Yeah, maybe Um, it was a pioneer before that. But but. I think that was one of the best features of the game because you could have one person getting beat up, switch out, do like a tag team kind of move. And yeah, I was always Spider Man or Wolverine. Yeah, uh, you know, or Captain America. Captain America was great with the shield. Mm -hmm. I think that's a game that. You know, I think they're supposed to be making a new one. They've they've made so many of them. Every time they release a new one, it, they're still fun to play. They're just different characters, different yeah. you know, upgrading mm-hmm. the graphics. There's no storytelling here. Again, you, you can. Are there certain things you could do to do certain moves? Sure, but can you get away with button mashing on that? Absolutely. You yep. mash enough buttons, mm-hmm. you're going to pull off a move. Easy to play, fun to play. You can sit on the couch and veg out. And you don't have to mm-hmm. think too hard, which is really what I want in a video game. Uh, and I think that's one of. The, you know, aside from your Mortal Kombat's of the world, I, I think it's one of the best fighting video games out there. Yeah. Just game mechanic-wise. It's fun to play. It's fun to mm-hmm. look at. Easy enough to learn. And it's a great, solid game. And combines video game characters and comic book characters. So what more can you ask for? Mm-hmm. That's why I picked that as my one of my favorite fighting games. Beautiful choice. That's a great choice. Another forgotten gem, I feel it really like. really is. It's still respected, but it's not celebrated as much as a Mortal Kombat or, or a Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Exactly. Great one. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one was probably, um, or maybe 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. I think this game changed video game history too. It's one of those other pillars, in my opinion. I, I still love it. I think it still holds up. Grand Theft Auto 3, baby. 3 is a good one. Um, and look, I know the GT5 and Vice City, they improved upon it. That was, but this is the pioneer. This is the one you remember playing first. Yep. And actually the first time I played, uh, GTA 3 was actually... With you, PJ, yeah. at your house. Yeah. It was like near like Thanksgiving. I remember playing, I was like, holy sh and I remember and look, it's not about the violence of it. I was just really more amazed. The world the, itself is exactly. so big. The there was freedom. so much you could do. I was like, what the I mean, that's the part that blew everyone's mind. I think the other big three D kind of game was maybe Mario sixty four. Right. But you felt you felt kind of you know you're in a box. Right. This game felt you like You go anywhere. Yeah. That open and world concept. To, you didn't have to complete a mission. You could run around you do whatever you want. You could be a taxi driver, yeah. you just actually be attacked. You can pick up prostitutes, yeah, kill yeah. them, take the money back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a great game, and it was just so funny and uh, too. Exactly, it, like didn't take itself seriously too. Uh, I think that's why that game actually also still holds up in that whole series. Yeah. Even though it's violent, it's still it's still cartoonish. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not... The more those games go on, they become less cartoony and more just graphic. Yeah. And they're still fun to play, but that first one is still like whimsical, and as much as you're killing people yeah. and it's bloody, mm-hmm. but it still has a whimsiness mm-hmm. to it where the Vice Cities and and past that, they get very, like, dark. Yes. And I think another thing that made this game um, so great, I think so classic, and I think all of our listeners of the same age as us, the commercial. It had that uh, that opera song that's already famous. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, yeah. You know, I remember just seeing the commercial. And it was like, oh, my. It was so cinematic. I was yeah. like, wow. 
you know, and it just felt like that's Rockstar Games. That yep. makes them, yeah, and that pr- protagonist. I don't think he really had a name. I think it might be Travis, something maybe, like that. But uh, he never spoke. I just it really made you feel like you were that character. And, and uh, I always love you can change the radio stations in the car. Yeah, to different yeah, things. Yeah. It was such a yeah, great. You had game. your own garage. Yeah, you your favorite cars and everything. I got the ice cream truck. I unloaded. Yeah. I, I unlo- unlocked all that crap. Um, and like I said, one of the common things in my a lot of my favorite games are cheat codes. And this one had cheat codes so you could have things Like unlimited their... ammo and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. The, the really... tank? Yep, the tank. You can have uh, like super good driving skills. Yeah. Like your car would have like a turn yeah, of the it dime. Yeah, wouldn't crash and stuff. Yep, you can have uh, people's heads blow off. Yeah. You can change actually your ca- main character into, uh, you know, you could become like a pedestrian. You can change right. your skin, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But um, It's a great man, pick. That's a very great classic. pick. Classic. Classic, classic. Mm-hmm. All right, so my next game is actually a game I played the other day. Oh. Um, originally, I played this game on a console. It's a sports game. I picked NFL Blitz. Yo! Yes! Oh, my God. Go Because uh, I, so, I got to share something yeah. about sports games in general. So, go, go, go. In general, I, I usually only play, when it comes to sports games, like like the hockey games, like the NHL games. Mm-hmm. Um, but NFL Blitz took sports games in a different direction because it became like an arcade. Um, exactly, and that's why I loved it. Like you would be put, you make three passes in a row, and they're on fire. Now you can't tackle the guy. Yeah, you know the hits almost combined wrestling. They were like power bombing people on yeah. the uh, field. I actually played it the other day. Me and my dad, we went to a, a comic book uh, convention at the Cradle of Aviation, which is where we went to that arcade game. They still have the arcades out. Oh, perfect. So we spent some time playing NFL Blitz at the in, on the arcade platform, mm-hmm. and it still holds up. It's still fun. Um, the that game, it take sports games are for a special kind of person, I think, because if you're not really into the sport, yeah. a sport game could be very boring and not fun. I think certain sport games translate better than other ones. Like I think yeah. hockey, um, basketball are probably the most arcade. I'm going to get yeah. arcades worked. I don't think baseball games are hard to play. Um, I think baseball games are very slow moving, so I don't find them fun. Yeah. Even like with a Madden, a football game, it's like. Yeah, you got to pick a play. You got to wait. You got to pick a play. Yeah. And I like watching sports. I don't necessarily love all the video games because I feel like they don't mm-hmm. translate well. But that's what Blitz did so well. It wasn't really a sports game. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think they, I think sport games today had to go back to like just arcade style. Yeah. Like, like NBA Jam. I was going to say NBA Jam is another good one. The same mm-hmm. vein as Blitz. Yeah. And um, uh, it was just like even if you like basketball, that game was fun to play. Yeah. I feel like the new games like – uh, NBA 2K, whatever it is, or NFL, whatever. It's like they make it too realistic. It's even almost like you're just simulating a, right, a or game, e- yeah. or even wrestling games. They make them too simulation, where it's just like if I want to want to play, if I want to play basketball, I'm gonna go outside and real play. Right. I want to just wanna play do an art. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like it just takes the wrestling uh, games are at their best with like No Mercy and stuff like that. Yeah, No or, Mercy, yeah. the ones in Sega, all that yeah. ones. They were so. But, much but fun you're right. Play. It's more of a simulation than playing an actual fast-paced game. It's all. like uh, I just like Mario get... Tennis was so much fun yeah. to play. Yeah, like, I now agree. They had like Virtua Tennis was like oh my yeah. god, it's like too much. Like I just I appreciate the the art of it. You know, kind of like racing games, like Gran Turismo. You know, they make it very realistic yeah. and similar, which is cool, but nothing beats just an arcade style. Bam. Yeah, that, I, that's a great choice, PJ, with the uh, the Blitz. Mm-hmm. All right. What's next for you? I love this game. Mr. PJ and I used to play this game together with our friend Dan, and I still play this game today. I love this game. PJ, you want to take a guess what it is? Um, It's probably one of the two, one of two that I have on my list that I was going to go with <laughs> Oh, my God. So, oh, my God. So I had two on my list. Um, Crazy Taxi. And Rush. Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, no, I, I didn't put those on there. Okay, I, I did, but this was Worms. Worms. Oh my God, we used to play that all the time. Yes. So, uh, Worms. Uh, probably the most famous one is Worms Armageddon. Armageddon. Yep. 
So folks who never played this game, this is a strategy game. That means you take turns. So I would go, then you would go. So basically you're like a team of little worms. And this game is just pure comedy. Um, it's just, you have all these wacky weapons, like a sheep launcher. Right. You have a grenade called a holy, holy hand, hand grenade. And it'd be like, oh, yes. and blow you up. So basically each worm has a, a life of like a hundred points. You got to bring it down to zero or uh, you throw them in water. They would essentially right. drown. And there's different level designs, but this game is, I feel like I can't believe this game never like, it still has a very big following. It does. You and I have it on it. Xbox now yeah. and. But I just, I just, I think they have an app where you can play it on your phone and everything now. Yeah, it's just one of those games. I just can't believe it's never because I feel like it has everything. It has funny looking characters yep. and it just like. It, but this and game it doesn't just, age. The graphics hold up because they're yep. just cartoons. Yeah, and it's just it's just so much fun to play and it's just and it never gets old. This game, like a strategy game like this, just just cannot get old. Uh, that just, was always fun. They had the grappling hook. You could swing and then drop yep. like a dynamite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, we did play a lot of that game. Yeah, so for our listeners, check out just look up Worms Armageddon and great game. Um, it's there is a little bit of a learning curve when you got to play, but once you understand it, you know they have easy tutorials. It's a very is there's any it's not like a Starcraft where you have to really no, focus. No, this not is at more all. like as soon as you it might maybe what five maybe ten like uh, yeah you just really learn the mechanics. How do you move the worm and how do you aim and then once you get right, that and down, how do you you're pick your go. weapons and exactly then, at that point it's just you know and you can yeah. play you can have teams you can have you can play against six people you know each yeah. Have yeah. teams of war. You can name your own team. Yeah, I named mine like great. Reservoir Dog. Yeah, you can name whatever you like, wanted. You know, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, uh, but, that's a good choice. But I love this game, and uh, yeah, yeah, I cannot recommend that game enough. Mm -hmm. That is a good one. So I'll, I'll use my next choice. Then it's a it's a twofer on this one because they're both car games. Mm -hmm. And again, it was our same friend Dan that we used yeah. to play this at his house. Mm -hmm. We used to play a lot of Crazy Taxi, and we played a lot of San Francisco Rush. Yes, um, two great car games. Uh, I was never particularly good at either one of them, mm -hmm. but they were. Th these are the kind of games that you could play, and again, they're fast paced. There's really no storyline to it. Mm -hmm. You're just playing. You jump right in. You turn it on. Crazy taxi. You're picking up a person, dropping them off, doing it as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, rush was the same thing. You just want to beat the track and do some tricks in between and stuff mm -hmm. like that. These were games you could play with friends after school. That you weren't have to worry like, oh no, I have to get home now, and I'm in the middle of a level. And I got to. None of that mattered. You yeah. put it on, you play, you turn it off when you're done. But there's not. Yeah. It, it was, was like, great. It was like, like it was so simple. Yeah. You know? Like it was like zero learning curve. Like, exactly. Okay, like bam. Like you learn the okay two minutes. Okay, I gotta pick up a guy with this car, drop him off. You know, follow the arrows. You know. Yeah. And then rush. I feel like a lot of video games today don't have two. It's just like. Like a silliness. I know it yeah. sounds crazy, but like you had stunt mode where it was just a track where it had a bunch of ramps and yeah. wacky thingies. And like I remember Rush 2 on Nintendo 64. I think they were like um, sponsored by Mountain Dew. Okay. So in the video game, you had to like drive around and like run into these giant yeah. Mountain Dew cans and you would hear the guy like, go, 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 go. Like, like, it was just fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it goes back to cheats. You could have like big wheel mode or. You know, there was so uh, much like fun invisible stuff. car. You just see the wheels with no frame. Twisted Metal was another game like yeah, that. You know, you what just... happened to car combat games? I don't know. Those Twisted Metal is one of the best games of all time, and they're making it into a TV show now. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll revive. Maybe they'll revive the games. Yeah. those were fun games. I can't believe they haven't. Um, you ever play Rocket League? This yeah. Is one of there's new school guys. It's basically where you use cars. You're playing basically playing soccer with cars. cars talk about yeah. sports games. You know, right now we're just what's shortly before, but that's so simple. It's just. Drive, hit the ball. That's it. That's the mechanic. Yeah. Take your car, bang the ball. It's not it. gotta make you know one butt to make my left leg do this and all this. It's simulation. easy to play, which makes it fun. But that's the game they could take that car and put some missiles on. I think they might already yeah. have, but turn that into like a new twisted metal. Yeah. Be fantastic, you know. Oh man, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just even like sitting in the arcade, sitting that like in the machine, like a Daytona yeah. or the Rush. You know, oh, that's still the best too. Racing each other. Would PJ real quick? Would you? Were you the type of person who used automatic at the at the arcade Absolutely. or manual? Okay. <laughs> I'm never gonna do manual. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why would I do manual when automatic exists? Right, what, right. what am I doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? I couldn't. If you gave me a brand new car right now and said this is free, you could have it, and mm-hmm. it was manual, I would give it back because I couldn't drive it. What are we doing? Automatic all the way. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, maybe uh, I would dabble with the manual, like if I was at my home console, but never right. in the arcades. You know? No, because you're gonna lose it in front of everybody. You're gonna crash yeah. into a wall, and the car's mm-hmm. gonna overheat. No. Mm-hmm. Always automatic. You're going the wrong way. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like in Daytona or something like that. Um. But um, PJ, I'm gonna do like for you. I'm gonna combine my next two. Okay. Um, they're actually both fighting games. So the first one I want to talk about um is called Virtua Fighter. I remember that one. It was actually on 32x. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sega uh, uh, Genesis like add-on. Yeah. It was a very short-lived uh add-on of your system. It was basically not well done. It was poor marketing. Yeah. It was useless. But I love that fighting game. Um, for those who don't familiar, it was kind of like, kind of like blocky 3D fighter, you know? Um, but it was great. It had like a weird kind of gravity. So when you like jumped in the air, it was kind of like almost like somewhat slow motion. Right. But, uh, I just like all the characters. They all had like crazy, uh, like sound bites. Like, yeah! Like, I miss that kind of like 90s and like 80s, like funny sound right. bites. Now everything today is like, boy, they have professional voice. They like, have like actual real actors on movies coming in to do the voice. Yeah, but game. I really kind of miss like, you know. Uh, Just the fun little sound bites. Yeah, there was one clips. fighter yeah. who was like a wrestler. His name was like Wolf. And like okay. when he would like beat you up and then he would win at the end, like his like, they show like that screen where you're victim. Right. Like, oh, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. Like, Rah, you know, like in each one different. And, uh, and it had cheats too. Like if you press, I remember. Um, you press left, right, left, right, and the character's like super fast. You would unlock. It was called Durell. It was like almost like uh, this um, androgynous. It was like half man, half woman. Okay. Or whatever, uh, but it was like made out of steel. Kind of looked like T one thousand. Okay. And uh, when you would punch it, it made like steel tin noise, like ping, ping, pong, right. ping. You know. Um, and a funny thing for that, we're talking about you know playing with your friends or siblings. I remember one time it was me, my brother, my friend Sean, and um, I was really good at Virtual Fighter and. Um, my was I was kicking my brother's ass, you know, and Sean, my friend Sean's ass in that game, and my brother finally beat me, and he rubbed it in my face, and I ended up fighting my brother, like wrestling him at that point of anger, and uh, my friend Sean still talks about it today. But uh, anyway, I think it's, I mean, they made new versions now, but nothing beats that original 32x one, uh, in my opinion. Opinion, and my other one, other fighting game that I cannot believe, Mr. PJ, they did not reboot it, remake it. I'm astounded. Primal Rage. That's a good game, too. How could they... Look, this isn't a perfect fighter, but I thought it was cool. You had a giant gorilla yeah. basically like King Kong's fighting dinosaurs. and I don't know how that know, doesn't old, get remade. You know, I had like... It was, like I said, 90s kind of had that kind of 90s humor, like like a lot of gross humor right. was big, like toenails and yeah. barf. But in that game, you could... One gorilla burped on you. I was going to say, there was a belting... On, yeah. Fought it on you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, I remember like, there'd be like these worshippers. So I remember like, took place in the future where like, I don't know, like the atomic bomb. So like, you know, like, that's how... They did the resurgence or I don't know what, some kind of time warp. So there's like, the, the end of the world, but at the same time, you have like dinosaurs came back and there's like, anyway, there's like villagers... Right. You know, and you can like eat them. You could step on them by accident when you were like beating each other up. And they just can't believe PJ. They didn't have it remade. It. I mean, I don't it's, know. 
Because now why they wouldn't. Kind of like Mortal Kombat. They made it more gruesome and bloody and over the top. I mean, that's a perfect game. You could have you got... gorillas ripping people's arms off and yeah. stuff. I don't know why they don't bring that back. <laughs> yeah, like breaking a, yeah, that's know, a, good... a, a brontosaurus's neck and turning it into a pretzel or something like that. It, or... There's so much you could do with some of these old games. You don't know why some of them don't come back. Mm-hmm. But, um... That's kind of my list, PJ. And just other ones I kind of want to just briefly mention. Yeah, I, I have a few not just a, like not, just list them out. Yeah, just yeah, not uh, not giant deep dives. But I want to talk about a quick story about NBA Jam uh, before at the end of mine. But I want to talk about Aladdin. I thought that Good was game. a great game on Sega Genesis. Yep. Another Disney one, Toy Story. Great game. Um, we talked about beat 'em ups. I remember Streets of Rage was like a that was big a good deal. One. Yeah, get, get the crack a bottle over someone's head. Um, I know we kind of wanted to stay from uh, like the Sonics and the Marios, but I had to talk about just Sonic and Knuckles in particular, just because of the fact that you could, you could climb the wall. Yeah, and then you can put a game on top of the uh, the unit. I think that remember that time I was that like, was whoa. crazy. Yeah, you know, like nowadays it doesn't seem like anything, but that was a but back that, then. That, yeah, that was like whoa. That was a big you know? thing. Um, I didn't have Super Nintendo, but my friend had it. Um, it was called Uniracers. Mm. It was like a looked like a like a unicycle, right? And you had to just basically race. But it was all like this kind of wacky racing. So it was like it was a side scroller, okay, which is uh, very unique. But like you, you know, go like yeah. do loops and you would go left and right on the screen. It was just kind of wacky. It was, it's cool. Um, that's a game like begging to be ported to like a phone, you know, right? It's yeah, so simple design. Um, and my NBA Jam story is so those who are familiar with the NBA Jam game. It's like uh, an arcade style and. Um, you know, it's infamous for like boom shakalaka, all those kind of awesome, <laughs> right. famous. Like I said those kind of great sound from the '90s. But it was famous for like um, during a game, like you could be up by like you know two, and at the last second, the guy would your your computer computer uh, would make a shot from past half court. Right, it was like a and, full oh, court shot. Yeah, yeah. Full, yes, thank you, full yeah. court shot, and they would always make it in, and it was like. Um, the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, and it drove my brother nuts. My brother's <laughs> not the biggest video, but this drove my brother. Not so much that he actually wrote a letter to a claim saying, like, yo, your game is cheap, blah, blah, blah. Yo, they actually wrote us back. They really? sent my brother a letter back. And I have it. I got to find it. I got to put it on. I mean, I'll put it on our, our website yeah. or some shit. But they wrote us back. So, like, oh, we're, uh, we're happy that you like our product. We're happy you're, you know, also kind of missed. Right. Uh, you know, but that's how the developers. But you found out years later now that they did have a thing where a certain team, I think the Bulls always had an advantage over the right. Celtics, some kind of uh, thing like that. Huh. But um, and that game had big, it had treats too, big head mode. I think Bill Clinton was in that game. It had all kinds of, man, that wow. was great. So just, I have a couple of rattle off, um, mm-hmm. just a few that I think are worth mentioning. Um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Oh, great! Such choice, a great man. game. Dude. You could play that game for hours. <laughs> great choice. I used to play that with my brother. That's they had a... the, they had horse mode, so it was like horse with basketball. We ah! got to you'd have right, to yeah. match a trick, and if you didn't match the trick and get like the same amount of points, you would get a letter. Oh. We used great to play choice. that for hours. That was a great game. Just the soundtrack, the more. Oh my god, it was just great. Just grinding. I just like love getting the tapes. I didn't really like even doing the tricks. I no, just, just want to get the, the tapes. That was that fun was too. a great game. Skate to get skate to get the letters and all that. Yeah, great um, choice. Altered Beast. Oh yeah. Used to yeah, love yeah, Altered yeah. Beast. Each level you would you collect the power ups. You turn into a giant animal. Like you could be a wolf, a bear, a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that was a fun game, and I feel like I don't know how that's not a movie or a TV show or something yet. Yes, because that. Has tons of potential because that was set in like he looked like a caveman or something like that. Yeah, that's totally something you could turn into a Game of Thrones era esque type of sh- show. Yep. I don't know why that isn't mm-hmm. a thing. So I thought that was fun. Um, the gu- I love the Guitar Hero and Rock Band games. Those are always fun. Yeah, that was a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. But one game I want to talk about that never gets any love, and I don't know if you'll remember it or not. 
Um, do you remember playing Cool Spot? Oh yeah, the guy from, uh, from the guy from the Seven, 7 Up, up. Yeah, 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 and they turned that guy into a video game. And he would just like strut around, yeah. and he would just be that red dot. I always thought that was a mm-hmm. a fun game. You know, they'll never make another one. They'll never re-release it. It was yeah. that's like stuck in time. Like that's a product of its time. Mm-hmm. But I always thought that was a really fun game. That's like a very nineties thing. Very nineties. Yeah, but those games are fun, man. Yeah, you know, like, you're, we're missing out all these cool things yeah. nowadays. So man. I have two quick pop quiz questions oh. for you. These are kind of hard, but they each come with. Uh, an extra credit question. Okay. <laughs> so the first question is, do you know the most expensive video game like produ- to produce? Like how much, the most expensive game to create? Um, I'm just going to say, um, I think it's called Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. you. Oh my God. Yeah. You got that? Good for you. Red Dead 2. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, I only, only know that because... Um, or took a guess with that because, like, I know it's Rockstar. Yeah. And that game looks beautiful. It's great. And, like, it's one of my favorite games of all time. It's so detailed. So yeah. I, I just took a... And yeah. then the extra credit for that was, do you know how much it cost to make that, that oh, game? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Five million or something? Five hundred and forty million. Wow. To produce that game. That's the most expensive video game, like, ever produced. Uh, well, I think they made their money back, They sure. certainly did. That game was great. I must have replayed that game, like, three times. And that's kind of another Grand Theft Auto thing. Where you don't even have to do the missions, you could just like I mean, take a horse and ride around the old west. Right, amazing. Yeah, and good, good job. Thank you. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. I'm. <laughs> All right, and then the uh, the second question was, and I think you might get this one: the most expensive video game ever sold. Um, maybe like Mario One, like in a case or something. Super like that. Mario Brothers in the case. You got yeah. them both. Yeah, it was like uh, never open, mint in package, and I think it was like. I don't know if it was like a variant release or some weird thing like that. Do you know how much it sold for? Five hundred thousand. Two million. Whoa. Yeah, two million. Damn. So, but good job. You got both thank of those, you, man. Thank All you, right. Thank you. Good All for right. you. So th- those are our video games, man. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, PJ, great list and. You know, to our listeners, check out these games that we spoke about. Maybe you played them already, but revisit them. You know, and um, if there's any developers who are listening, um, hey, bring back my Primal Rage. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, bring it back. We'll buy it. You'll get at least two sales. Yeah. Um, or maybe one sale. We'll just play it together in one house. But either way, you'll get a sale out of it. Yeah. Twisted Metal. Okay. Yeah. We need we need, we need more Twisted combat. Metal. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Um, you know the deal. Same time, same table. Have a great one. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get detention.